Hello and welcome to another episode of the Men's Wear Style Podcast. I'm your host, Pete Brooker. How are you doing? Welcome back. And on today's episode, I've got a very special guest. I'm going to be speaking to Henry Allen. He's the UK manager at HIMS. Just a little bit of information on HIMS. HIMS is a one-stop telehealth service for men's wellness and care, providing treatment options for hair loss, erectile dysfunction, and more. The website for HIMS.com, worth checking out. That interview coming shortly, but before that, make sure you're checking out menswearstyle.co.uk. That's where we put all the articles, including the show notes for this episode. If you want to get in touch with the show, maybe you want to come on and tell us your story. It's info at menswearstyle.co.uk. Okay, here is that interview with Henry Allen, UK manager at HIMS. Well, it's my great pleasure to introduce today's guest, Henry Allen, General Manager at HIMSS. How are we doing today, Henry? Uh, really good, thank you. It's a Thursday evening. The sun's out. Following this, I'll probably pop outside, spend a bit of time in the garden, have a drink or two. Excellent. Sounds wonderful. Henry, I, I want to open up and start with something very uh, pertinent. Who is your favourite James Bond and your favourite James Bond film? <laughs> This is, a, is an excellent question, and from the man who knows a lot about this as well. Um, well, look, I, I, I am a huge Pierce Brosnan fan, which will be controversial because everyone that's sane obviously says Sean Connery is the definitive Bond. But I have like a, a special memory of watching Goldeneye the first time uh, it came out. I mean, it was just the, the opening scene when you don't see Bond's face and he's running across the dam and. Mm that swan dive over the dam and he's charging down and it was just like such a, an incredible moment i was maybe nine or ten when that came out so one of my first ever sort of cinema going experiences and it really did sort of stick with me and you know i obviously you know at that same time you had goldeneye the video game and oh, it was sort of God, how influential in my was life that? and it was just such a great such a great game and you know, it was, it's it just everything about the film and the game. And, you know, now I look back on it now, like there's so much to enjoy about like 90s cinema. And, and you know, the, you know, it was, you know, I love the Daniel Craig era as well and the gritty realism. But, you know, when you look back at 90s Bond and some of the, um, you know, the one-liners and the puns and the silliness, mm. and, you know, the gadgets and all that sort of stuff, like it was, it was a huge amount of fun. So definitely, yeah. Goldeneye for me and uh even you know Pierce Brosnan because of that specific film you know some of the his later stuff I didn't like as much mm. but uh yeah controversial great. choice great no list. great choice seamlessly switching through the gears Henry would you mind give us something uh, an introduction to to you uh, your journey and and how you got to work for hymns yeah so I'm the general manager of hymns as you kindly alluded to in the introduction. Hims is a men's wellness brand out of San Francisco. We're a relatively new business. We're only founded in November 2017, but we've grown quite rapidly. Um, in our first year of operations, we serviced over a million patients through an online consultation. So we'd sort of clicked on a moment and connected with you know, a, a need that had been underserviced in the US, um, specifically around erectile dysfunction medication, hair loss medication, and skincare products. And that led to the company being interested in investing in new markets. And the UK was quite a natural fit. 
you know, obviously there's the language connection, but also, you know, it's a good sized population of fairly tech savvy people that are comfortable buying things online. And at the time when, uh, you know, HIMS were going through their first rounds of funding, I was running another direct to consumer business, also selling, you know, products in that medical sphere, specifically it was contact lenses. And I'd heard, you know, when you when you you know an entrepreneur and you work in a space, you sort of keep your ear to the ground. And I, I'd heard about him's roaring success in the U.S. Mm. going through the gears really quickly over there. And I I kind of felt that there was an opportunity to deploy the him's model in the U.K. And so I contacted Andrew, the founder of the business, and we had a couple of email exchanges. I was then connected to one of the co-founders, and we you know spoke you know continually over a three month period until I think we all came to the conclusion that there was a, a you know a good opportunity to bring the hymns model over to the u k um and so I started working with them in september twenty eighteen and I've been with the business ever since in twenty eighteen you've you've now launched the u k model and what are the things that lead up to that now? Do you, with the with the infrastructure of HIMS, what are the things that you have to put in place in order for HIMS to actually become open? Yeah, well, our core products are medications for erectile dysfunction and hair loss. And the promotion and sale of medications is, is pretty restricted in the UK, significantly more restricted than it is in the US. Mm. And so... Why is that? that well, I, you know, I, I, I think... I think there's a number of, of factors behind it, but it's, it's, I, I don't know if you spent much time in the U S but if you spend, watch any t- daytime TV or, or, or commercial TV whatsoever in the U S you'll notice that you do get a significant number of adverts mm, for mm. medications. And it's just down to the FDA, which is the U S U S's regulatory body and the MHRA just having a different position on the promotion and sale of medication. Right. And, you know, I, I'm sure, people from those bodies would give you a much more detailed explanation as to why that is the case. But I would say broadly, it's down to the fact that in the UK, we have a national health service that is, you know, predominantly the provider of most medications for most conditions and the provider of healthcare services. Whereas in the US, you have a much more privatized service whereby most, you know, about 49% of the country get their healthcare through uh, insurance provided by their employer. You've got Medicare, Medicaid, and I think it's just the fact that they just have fundamentally different healthcare services that require different regulatory approaches. And I guess it's just more healthcare is just more of a business in the US than it is in the UK. And you know, there's a, a lengthy debate that can be had about the various merits of one system over the other. But as a Brit, obviously, I'm, I prefer our model. Once you have the infrastructure in place, do you then how do you start selling the brand hymns to the UK audience? Well, actually, we, we didn't really. T- I, sorry, I skipped over the infrastructure piece. So, was, uh, you know, we we you know the the regulatory stuff is is really concerns the promotion of it as well as the dispensing from the pharmacy. There's two ways of running our model. You can vertically integrate, which essentially means that you build your own pharmacy, you hire your own pharmacists, you buy the medications directly from the suppliers, or you can partner with an on the ground pharmacy who will do all of the dispensing, the prescribing component, all that sort of stuff for you. Mm. HIMSS has, you know, up until very recently preferred the latter. Um, and that sort of echoed across a number of other areas of our business. We we actually have a very small staff considering the size of the business. It's just over 100 people, which considering, you know, the number of customers we have is, is absolutely tiny. And we tend to sort of push, you know, specialist skills, be it, 
ad home marketing, podcast marketing, um, you know, and, and anything else to, you know, including prescribing and pharmacy operations, all that sort of stuff to specialists, although that is starting to change now. And, and, and for that reason, for our, our you know, long-standing preference for the latter, i.e. outsourcing those services, we decided to partner with a pharmacy here on the ground who kind of understand the regulatory challenge that I already alluded to. They understand, you know, some of the complications about purchasing and holding medication, about how to appropriately prescribe and dispense. And so, you know, we partnered with a, a you know, a pharmacy here in the UK. We partnered with a, a doctor's network whose primary business is providing um, consultations, either video conference or asynchronous um, consultations with uh, private insurers. So they work with like Booper and, and companies like that. And so they're mm. used to this sort of model. And so sort of setting that up, you know, took a bit of time. I, I traveled up and down the country, met a lot, a lot of different pharmacies from you know these huge, huge ones to tiny little ones that, you know, essentially just in the tiny room. And then looking at supply chain for, you know, things like packaging and leaflets. And, packaging you know, looks great, by the way. Oh, thank you. Yeah, yeah. thank you. That, that, took, that took a long time, but I'm really proud with the outcome. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, thing, things like that, uh, you know, the nuts and bolts. But we were able to do that relatively quickly. You know, for, I was sort of hired in September and we were sort of ready to go from early January. But in the end, we decided not to launch until the end, the end of January for a, a number of other reasons. And do you think... The accessibility that you have for your website and how people can enter their profile and then get responses from physicians, speak with, you know, experts, it kind of lends itself to the actual treatments as well. So like these are kind of difficult subjects for men or typically quite hard subjects for them to talk about openly. But then this gives them that, well, that access to actually get opinions from, from people without having to kind of go and have that physical meeting. No, totally. Totally get it. I mean, I think there's there's three components that I think are important to consumer. One is like discretion. Like these are, you know, Brits especially, and I consider myself to be in this category, are kind of prudish about these sort of things. Like, you know, we, we're certainly not used to being, having these sort of open conversations about erectile dysfunction and hair loss. And, you know, it's sort of things that, you know, take a couple of drinks in you to sort of start to open up and discuss. And even then, I think it's sort of people, something that people are very reluctant to open up about. And so I think we try to create like a safe space for men to sort of discover information around these products. We have an enormous library of content around these subjects. So, you know, people can come to the site, they can try and understand a little bit more about the condition, try and, you know, understand whether or not it's appropriate for them. And then if they, you know, get to that place where they are comfortable, they can sort of discreetly enter their information into the platform and they can work out if a product that we offer is appropriate for them. Mm. So I think all of that sort of stuff is super important. And we found as well in the US um, that, you know, customers didn't really like having you know, quite loud packaging. And so you'll notice it's quite pared back. It's quite minimalist. Yeah. When when a package comes through the door, it's hard to even identify that it's from us. Like we do put a little H in the corner so the customer has some sense of, of what it is. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's, it's very discreet. And, and we found that's what the customer wants. You know, and, and I think also we see that like 87, 88, 89% of orders come through mobile devices, which speaks to, again, like people are just like looking at it in you know, maybe that's just partly consumer behaviors have, have evolved, but also partly because they, they don't necessarily want to have it on a big open screen in, in public display. Yeah. And it could be a combination of those factors. So I'm 40 and I, I remember a mm-hmm. time when like you wouldn't be able to get something like Viagra 
accessibly like this you know you'd actually have to physically go see a doctor i mean nowadays it's a little bit more accessible just even over the counter is that right so what are the laws that have kind of changed or fluctuated around the same sort of time that you were putting this together as a as a product for people yeah well in the u.s there was a big inflection point because viagra the which is the brand name for sildenafil the patent that expired a couple of years back and so that is Part of the reason why Hims, the company, saw a massive opportunity to make what is a very effective product that has been treating men with erectile dysfunction effectively for decades mm. um, available to the mass market and take a hammer down on price. Whereas once upon a time in the US, you were paying like $100 for the medication, then you had to pay a copay, which is you know, you know, essentially a deductible on your insurance plan. And then you'd have to pay like the fee for going to see the doctor as well. It could cost you a couple of hundred dollars, if not more, to get access to medication. <laughs> Nuts. It's insane, right? Yeah. But like we were able to provide that service and that product at a massive reduction and that created a huge opportunity. It was a real game changer in the US. In the UK, what we've seen is the regulations have started to relax because access to the product was so constricted that it led to a significant uh, black market appearing for these products and people were buying them from the dark web these sort of dodgy dodgy sites i think in 2017 the mhra confiscated about 17 and a half million pounds worth of counterfeit viagra mm. and so i think the mhra realized that there was a lot of demand for these products but consumers were struggling to get access and so they initially soften the regulations around viagra connect which is like a specific dosage of the brand name product and recently our partner uh, manufacturer have had their uh, their version of viagra that sildenafil it's called has also been declassified it's not gone to full otc it's it's now classified as a, a pharmacy medication and what that means is that it allows us to much more effectively promote the product. It makes it easier for customers to get access to the product. It allows us to be a little bit more competitive on price as well. Um, and so I think that's why you're seeing this like sudden surge in interest in, in product and, and why people are becoming more aware of our brands. And, and, and we're seeing a huge influx in customers, specifically during coronavirus as well. I've only just thought of this and I'll just pitch it over to you, Henry, but Having like these conditions or these dis I mean, I don't know if you call them disabilities or but... I wouldn't call it a disability. Yes. Uh, so how would you frame it? Well, I just think it's a very run of the mill everyday condition that a lot of men uh you know, reach at a certain point in their life. Like, you know, the statistics on it are are, are pretty staggering. Like, you know, I think it's something like one in four men over thirty five are going to you know, going to experience it. And you know, and it's just something that for whatever reason culturally or societally like we just don't talk about and so it's just something you know that there are many things that happen to us as we as we get, yeah. get old and wither and all that sort of stuff but for whatever reason this is one that people don't feel comfortable about so i just think it's like i just think of it as an everyday normal condition and, and i hope that through having this conversation with you and like you know other bits and pieces that we're doing as a business we can try and like make people aware that like this is just nothing to be ashamed of that there's a very effective medication out there that will fix this for you and it's safe it's existed for decades but it's now just a bit much more readily available and if it's something that you struggle with or it bothers you mm. then well, tackle it if it doesn't bother you that's fine you know it's not we're not for you and that's fine so what was i was going to get onto it is that it really it gives you the subtext of who a person is as well i mean it has so many ramifications 
that if you're a person that is struggling with this, it, it affects your day-to-day life, it affects your confidence, it affects your relationships. And, you know, a lot of people that, that suffer from this might actually just have functional relationships outside of intimacy, yet their other halves might not even know what they're going through kind of on the inside. Uh, male pattern baldness and, you know, and things like that, that really does affect dudes on the inside that they don't really know how to externalize it. Um, they don't really know how to communicate even with other guys that might be going through or could be going through the same problems. So uh, just having something like this, like a, a little portal, could just be the lifeboat that people need. Yeah, I mean, I totally agree. I totally agree. I think everything you just said perfectly encapsulates uh, what we're all about and, and and what we're very passionate about. I mean, these are, you know, again, hair loss is just a genetic thing. Like it's, you know, there's all sorts of these urban myths out there that exist about what causes it. And, you know, they're all nonsense. It's just either you're genetically predisposed to it or you're not. Mm. And, you know, our, our products are quite effective at, you know, at really sort of pushing it back, delaying it, and giving you a fighting chance against it. And you know, I don't want to pretend that 100% of customers that take our product are going to see a, a massive overnight increase because that's just not how it works. But if you stick with the product for a three to six month period, in most cases, you're going to see at least, a, 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 like at worst, a plateauing of your hair loss. And at best, you're going to see regrowth, which is obviously you know huge for people's confidence because it, you know it can be damaging. I listened to a previous, obviously I can't see you. I know the listener doesn't know that I can't see you, but I've listened to a previous podcast to prepare for this. So I understand that you've lost your hair. Mm. So I'd be interested in your own experience of losing hair and how that affected you. Oh, well, listen, I mean, it affected me during my 20s. I mean, and it was the worst kind as well, because it kind of just went on for so long. I mean, <laughs> I don't know what the regular mm. time frame is for people losing their hair. I kind of wish I, you know, I woke up and didn't have any hair like I do now and then I could just go from A to B. But I had this process where I was thinning out from the top kind of outwards which left you with this kind of little weird island at the front of a mm-hmm. little knob of hair and then it just kind of everything slowly detaches. But so I was in a band at the time and we were kind of touring up and down the country and I was disguising and dis- you know, trying to hide away in the background, it really affected my confidence. You know, I'd be wearing hats throughout the entire gig. And then after a gig, you know, we'd all be backstage and we'd be partying. And then I would be actually just afraid to take off my hat because then people would be like, oh, okay, you lose." But to lose your hair quite young, I mean, this is like, I mean, early 20s, just at the age where you're trying to get a grasp of who you are and your own identity and how you can kind of, you know, figure out <laughs> what life is. You then have to try and negotiate this in your back of the in the back of your mind. And I was, I actually went to clinics. I remember going to a place on Harley Street and getting some medicine uh, to try and deal with this in in tablet form, and it didn't have any effect. I then tried, you know, other medicine that you can kind of buy at Boots, and then sneaking off at weird weird times, like even during. Uh, I remember doing sound checks. And then going, right, guys, I've actually got to go and leave the sound check now because I've got to go into the bathroom and put all this crap in my hair <laughs> and then come back and put a cap on. And so it's mm. it's not something that you just kind of think, oh, you just check yourself out in the mirror and go, oh, I'm just losing it. It kind of affects you at every part of your day. Yeah, I mean, it's so interesting here, your experience. I think like we see that a lot from the majority, like a large chunk of our customers have sort of gone through this. You know, I think a lot of people go through this sort of period of denial and 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 that's tricky because like really really it is the case that the sooner you take action the more effective the product has the chance of sort of tackling it um 
and and it's it, you know it's, like, it's such a like a, a difficult thing to come to terms with because you know it feels like this inexorable march and there's not much you can do about it and you know i hope that our customers that are taking our products you know it, it is it is sort of comforting and it helps them with their confidence and it helps them feel better and it sounds like you know you tried a few things to try and tackle it and didn't have success and that probably created more frustration and mm. so i you know i hope why providing a lot of education around our specific products that we offer and you know and giving people realistic projections on how long they how long they need to continue to take the product in order to see a benefit that uh, and also access to doctors to ask questions around around the, the product and the condition that that we we provide some comfort to people that are struggling with this issue yeah no it's it's a mad it was a mad time in my life when you're also single and so you're kind of going through this alone and then you move into mm-hmm. the era of like facebook i remember facebook coming along and then all of a sudden your face is now online you then have to move into areas of online dating and then you still have to kind of figure out how best to present yourself you're kind of in that halfway mark of losing it but keeping it uh you know it's, it was a it was a weird time and i don't ever ever want to go back to it <laughs> yeah no it's in, i mean again it's in, interesting you know to hear your perspective on it because you know it's it's uh you know again it it just speaks to some of the issues that men do struggle with when they're going through this and again like you know it's it's just i don't want to pretend this is some sort of miracle cure like Mm. you magic beans you put it in your hair and all of a sudden you're gonna sort of it's gonna you're gonna have incredibly long locks but if you Mm. stick with it and you know and and you take it take it over a period of time like it has shown to be effective um and so you know, ho- hopefully, 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 people will continue to see success with it, and we continue to sort of grow our audiences of men with with the product, and and we can do you know add more products and 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 keep keep uh, keep keep helping men that are struggling with this condition. I'd be interested to get your thoughts on if you've seen any change in trends or habits, the confidence of men, um, you know, in regards to these health matters. Have they kind of applied themselves differently have they learned to get a sense of humor about it or have they do you know what i mean has, has it is it still like in the old times where i was fretting over everything or have men become a little bit more relaxed in how they approach this i think so like again uh, you're absolutely right like the company's only been going since november 2017 and mm. I have to be honest, like, you know, over the last three months or so, like there'd be much bigger, wider societal changes that are <laughs> front of mind, both the you know double whammy of coronavirus and the Black Lives Matter movement. So I think it's hard to sort of go back into the pre-coronavirus mindset and think about, you know, little nuances about, how, you know, how, how confident men are. I also mm-hmm. think like, you know, we're a men's brand, you know, that has launched in the middle like of like a a slightly different movement where women are becoming more empowered. We have a sister brand called hers, which mm. sort of you know, treats women's issues in, you know, in, a, in a similar manner. And I think that is probably where I've seen more widespread societal change, specifically in the U S which is um, where, 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 where the access to medication is a lot more of a challenge for women um, than it is here in the UK. So I, I think I, I'm not really noticing like significant you know behavioral p- patterns in the uk certainly in the us like i would say it speak to like the enormous success that our business has been in the us is, is is testament to the fact that men are clearly comfortable 
you know, addressing the issue and getting access to the medications. But in the UK, I think it's still like a little bit too early. And I think we're still a little bit too early of a brand, you know, to speak with authority about these white, you know, massive, massive cultural sh- shifts. But, you know, I hope, I hope that, you know, as we continue to become more of a presence in market and as we continue to sort of grow our audience and grow our user base, that we can start to sort of lead on this front and, and you know, educate people to change in terms of access and uh, and and just a different way of doing things here in the uk well talking about covid19 you've got a saliva test product on your on your website do you mind just uh, telling us a little bit about that as it's obviously quite timely yeah i'm afraid that's only available in the us and it's not something we are looking to roll out to the uk yet again it's it's a question of access like in the us uh, they don't have the same access to medications in this instance coronavirus test that we we do in the uk i mean i'm sure some people are probably scoffing thinking like they can't get a test for love nor money Mm. but i think we've seen companies try and provide private coronavirus tests specifically i'm thinking of like recently with Superdrug, Mm. uh and there are there are others and they've been sort of pulled by the government and i think that this is such a sensitive moment that I really feel like much more comfortable with the government hand, handling this. And I, I certainly don't want to get into the for-profit coronavirus test game. Mm. And so in, in the US, I, you know, we do offer these products at cost, mm. but I think it's a little bit of a minefield to get into. And I really do feel like in this instance, because of the fact that we have an, a nationalized health service and because access to you know, doctors, nurses, et cetera, isn't, isn't as restricted as in the US, that we're, we're best placed leaving this with, with the UK government and trusting that they'll, they'll sort it out. Yeah. Well, good good to know. Uh, com is the website that I'm looking at right now. And like I say, the products, of course, and the packaging is great, <laughs> very minimalist. And um, you've got all the heavy hitters on here. I mean, I wish you guys were around uh, 15 years ago when I was suffering from stage fright, needed hair <laughs> loss. Or oh, actually, you you got the um, you got the four races. You got the skincare products and the erectile dysfunction. I could have done with like a the whole gift bags here. Um, anyway. Yeah. So you're you're actually on the you're on the the US side. The, the UK side is .co.uk, and we have a much uh-huh. more pared back portfolio of products. But uh, we will be expanding that that imminently, actually. We have, I think it's like 13 different products in the hopper that we will be launching at, at the right moment. Again, like in this current climate, it's not, you know, we're not necessarily looking to widely promote things that are not of you know of the moment and are you know could be perceived to be insensitive etc um so we will be sort of increasing our portfolio of products for the for the .co.uk site but um certainly in the US like you know you can infer from looking at that the sort of products that are coming to the UK pretty soon and you know i think it's you know right it's a really broad suite of products that can you know service men suffering from all sorts of different issues from bit anxiety to sleep issues to you know you've already mentioned the big ones erectile dysfunction and hair loss um and you know the skincare products we offer in the us are prescription as well so they're, they're not stuff you could just wander into boots and get it's sort of i would say nuclear grade stuff but it's a lot stronger than you would get in in any, any normal boots and and are therefore more effective at treating more persistent skin issues like adult acne and things like that oh boy where were you guys when i needed you where were you? well we we do have a strong american audience so i'm sure that they'll take advantage or at least find their way to the website and uh, investigate the brands uh, the, the products themselves listen henry thanks so much for taking time out of your day to speak to us no worries thank you for having me 
Henry Allen there. Thank you, Henry. Remember, the website for hymns.com is the place you can go. Also, check out menswearstyle.co.uk. That's where we'll put all the show notes. And uh, thanks for sticking with us. Wow, that was another great episode. Make sure you're reviewing us on iTunes if you're liking what you hear. I do read the reviews. I read them all, and they are wonderful. In the meantime, until next time, remember it's only fashion people, and you're never fully dressed without a smile. <laughs>